Welcome to GW Hospital HealthCast. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. Today's topic is the inside story on outpatient rehab. My guest is Daniel Finn. He's the lead therapist of outpatient rehabilitation services at the George Washington University Hospital. Daniel, welcome to the show. Thank you. So let's start with, you know, a nice overview of what outpatient therapy is, you know, what do the patients do, who works with them, and how long is does it usually last? Well, uh, in outpatient therapy, uh, patients with physical limitations uh, come to our facility for 45-minute to one-hour treatments once to twice a week. Um, courses of therapy can last anywhere from one month to six months, depending on the person's uh, injury or condition. And uh, someone could work with uh, one of three uh, different rehab disciplines. And disciplines include physical therapists, occupational therapists, and speech-language pathologists. And who can benefit from this the most? Or maybe another way of asking it, how do you know if somebody you know, is a good candidate for outpatient therapy? Well, uh, when a physician refers a patient to physical therapy, usually um, the two most distinct uh, reasons are uh, pain level or a functional limitation. So the person is having some difficulty performing their daily routine. Uh, perhaps they might not be able to go to work because of pain or difficulty walking or sitting for prolonged periods of time at a desk. And uh, during our initial assessment, we can screen for patients that would benefit from physical therapy as well as screen for non-musculoskeletal problems that, that might indicate that they would uh, need a diagnostic workup from another type of uh, physician specialist. Right. You know, it's interesting. Um, so is now can patients just go themselves to an outpatient therapy program or, or do they have to be referred? Now, in many states in, in the United States, depending on the, the practice act of each separate state, patients might be able to have direct access, which means from a, from a legal standpoint, they can come to a physical therapist um, directly off the street, report their problems, and be examined. Um, for occupational therapists and speech-language pathologists, such uh, documentation, such uh, regulation is not available at this time. Uh, so, so in most states, uh, physical therapists do have some form of direct access. Right. So I know that the George Washington University Hospital offers really what you might call specialized programs. Um, I understand there's, you know, dance and then there's sports medicine and pelvic health. Tell us a little bit about those specialized programs, and, and it, when it comes to the therapists, is there extra training for them to do those types of specialized uh, therapies? Absolutely. So in the last two years, our staff has grown by um, almost double, and with the, um, the increase in the number of staff, we've been able to allow therapists to um, develop a, a special interest area. Most or all of these areas do require uh, continuing education, certification, and sometimes cases board certification for the specialty. Uh, right now we have um, uh, available to patients an aquatics program, uh, a dance rehabilitation program, 
That's for novice up to professional uh, performers. Uh, we have a hip preservation program uh, where we work with patients either conservatively to avoid surgery or post-surgically to ensure that uh, a minor arthroscopic procedure doesn't lead to a total hip replacement down the line. Uh, we also have a lymphedema program where we treat people uh, with upper extremity or lower extremity lymphedema swelling. Uh, we have an oncology program, so patients who are uh, beginning chemotherapy, uh, radiation, or have had surgery to treat cancer, uh, can come in at any point in their uh, cancer recovery process, even 10 or 20 years later, uh, and still have significant benefits in pain and function. We have a uh, pelvic health program, uh, and we have a seating and mobility clinic where two uh, specially certified clinicians uh, can customize a wheelchair for a patient with mobility needs. Um, we also have a sports medicine program and a uh, vestibular uh, and concussion program. So we have a certified therapist who's gone through some extensive training to work with patients with vestibular or sometimes dizziness issues, as well as people who've uh, had concussions through sports injuries or um, motor vehicle accidents. You know, as the population, Daniel, gets older and older, we know the baby boomers are getting into the retirement age now. Um, is there anything to address just an older population, maybe like balance, um, you, know, you know, just being more active? Anything along those lines in what you do? Of course. Uh, we have um, uh, conditions that are more common in an older population, just as we have conditions more common in younger populations. In our older populations, orthopedic problems are more common, and they typically involve uh, arthritis and some balance issues. So we have therapists on staff that are well-trained and very comfortable and quite successful working with people to either avoid joint replacement surgeries uh, or rehabilitation after a joint replacement surgery. Uh, the other more... The other less common, but uh, certainly uh, important area in an older population are neurological conditions, particularly stroke. And a group of neurological therapists comprised of physical therapists, occupational therapists, and speech therapists work closely with our neurophysicians um, to coordinate care uh, to improve balance, function, um, cognitive issues, memory, swallowing, and speech and language reception and expression. So, well, there's a lot that obviously you're offering at the George Washington University Hospital, and I think you made a good point that all of these specialized programs are um, being managed. The therapists are, um, you know, have some extra education and training in those in those areas. What what questions should people ask, or what things should they consider when selecting a program for the rehab? Well, I think the, the comprehensiveness of a program is very, very important. Uh, there is plenty of evidence to suggest when someone is getting uh, or receiving physical therapy from one office and then has to go to another office to be uh, assessed for a wheelchair and then even another office to uh, work with a an occupational therapist, that the coordination of care is sacrificed in that situation. And the outcomes from the therapies, even 
with very qualified therapists in each location um, is also uh, significantly uh, less optimal than when the clinicians can coordinate in the same area. So in summary, Daniel, what would you like people to know about outpatient rehab? I would like people to know that even if they've had a condition that's persistent, even if they have a condition that they recall that their parent or their grandparent had and feel that it is uh, something that is just part of their fate, that we see miracles happen every day here. People who didn't think they could get better start seeing improvements in as little as two weeks. Uh, And the independence that people get has a direct effect not only on their ability to do things, but on their outlook in life. So I'd like people to know that, uh, that some effort on their part and the efforts that we make every day achieve significant benefits. That's great, Daniel. I want to thank you for the work that you're doing, and also thank you for coming on the show today. You're listening to GW Hospital HealthCast with the George Washington University Hospital. For more information, you can go to gwhospital.com. That's gwhospital.com. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of the George Washington University Hospital. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians. This is Dr. Mike Smith. Thanks for listening.